Hi everyone, so I think we're live. Welcome to Online Events Made Simple with your host, Rianne Berry, the Marketing Manager of EventMind. We're on episode 26 now, which is unbelievable, and it's the first podcast back for 2021. We're joined with the really lovely Carrie Abernathy today. Carrie, introduce yourself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is a little bit early in the morning here on the East Coast in the U.S., <laughs> but I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, do you want me to give kind of the full spiel on my events uh, background now? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do? How did you get into the industry? Give us all the good stuff. Love it. Perfect. Well, my full-time job is uh, working as a corporate meeting planner and has been for the last 16 years now. So I'm kind of a lifer when it comes to uh, <laughs> event planning. Um, I probably am most well-known for being co-founder of the Association for Women in Events. Mm. I'm also a blogger at awomanwithdrive.com, which I'm sure we'll talk about in just a yeah. little bit. And um, I also run a talk show called Events from Black to White, which is mm. a discussion on uh, all things equality within the events industry and within business. So I think, that's, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of cover all aspects, which is so lovely. And you've kind of got your hands in loads of different pies. Um, how did you get into the industry? Obviously, you've been in the industry for a while now. What kind of made you go into events and, and that kind of side hey. of things? Yeah, I have been, but it was purely accidental, kind of like everyone else. Right. <laughs> um, I was actually studying to be a psychologist. Um, I had no plans to be an event planner. Um, I had no idea what that was uh, mm. <laughs> until someone approached me in college and they were like, hey, you know, you're planning all of our events in the dorm and you do all of these things to coordinate us and you're really great at logistics. You should be in event planning. And I was like, yeah, that is not a job. Yeah. Nobody, you know, just like everyone else in the beginning, you're like, mm. okay, it sounds fun. You're planning parties. That's not what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not. But, but, you know, I was, I was excited by it. So um, I was going to graduate a year early and decided to just take a year to go to Australia and study event management for a year to mm. see if it would come Kind of be a good fit for me and clearly it was because here I am <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so I, I got lucky I, I got right into events right after graduation and traveled all over the world and worked for a great third-party uh, company in like military um, events so yeah, so different. <laughs> right. So different. So I've been in military events and medical on the medical side of events associations for 10 years. And now I'm back to corporate. So I've, I think I've dabbled in a little bit of everything. Mm, absolutely. And I know exactly what, what you mean when you say, you know, is events even a job? Cause I studied it at university. And when I said loads of people were like, that's not a job. And I was like, yes, it is. There's degrees out there now. It's yep, unbelievable. <laughs> To this day, people still ask me, they're like, I don't understand what you do. I don't think my parents know what I do. I think they probably think I'm a wedding planner. Um, just because just go I along with it. Right. Just that's what people's minds go to, or I plan baby showers or something. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, that's what I do, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And you previously mentioned the Association of Women in Events. Tell us more about that. And I think it's such a big thing at the moment with equality, gender equality. And I know women in event tech, for one, is a massive, massive topic at the moment. Yeah, and they were one of our partners, actually. So I can I can speak to all of that. Um, Amazing. So we, a, a small group of, of five of us, co-founded the organization in twenty early 2015. Oh, wow. And 
we, you know, we had come together because we were discussing the statistic that had just come out in the industry that 78% of uh, the industry was made up of women, yet mm. only three to five percent of women were in the C-suite in leadership position. Mm. Crazy. And, yeah, our mind was blown by it. Um, all of the different women that that put together this group, all five of us, we had, you know, we couldn't find a great resource in the industry that was just specific to women. Mm. So we were like, okay, you know, we have lean in circles, we have brunch and learns, we have these groups that are great that we're, that we belong to in the industry, but they're not doing anything super specific for women. We can do better, right? Let's do better. Yeah, 100%. So we came together to start a community. Um, the tagline is that we're a, an inclusive community for all those that identify as women in the events industry. Mm. We're very inclusive. We, we really want men to to be involved because we feel like they're, they can act as our allies. They should be our allies. They should understand what we're looking mm. to, to do and they should be able, able to elevate us as well. So the community started in 2015. It was a membership-based paid organization until April, 2020. Of Amazing. course, we were not spared from the pandemic by any mm. means, right? So we decided to make a shift and now we're a completely free community that lives on Facebook. I love that. And what made yeah. you turn it free? I know you, you mentioned it started as a membership. What made you realize actually we can do this for free? Yeah. I mean, at first it was, it was great. I think we thought that we had to be a membership organization because mm. that was the model that exists for everyone. Um, and then we were providing great education and, and we had great committees. We were doing great work. We actually developed the events industry sexual harassment task force. Amazing. So we were doing great work in the industry. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, some of our big funders, we knew that they were going to have to drop out. We looked at our membership base and we were watching people be furloughed or lose their job, unfortunately, mm. or just be, they were in a crisis situation. And we were like, look, you know, how can we scale this so that we can be, do everything that we're doing, do it for free. So we decided to, you know, shut down the organization as a 501c3 organization in the US and we decided to move it to Facebook. And now yeah. it's called Elevate Her Lounge. If you look it up, it's not called the Association for Women and Events. It's mm. called Elevate Her Lounge on Facebook. So now it's a free community. We, we share job postings. We share support for one another. It's been really incredible. It's a, It's been a great journey, a great transition for it in this time. Yeah, that sounds super interesting. And like you said, super needed. It's so nice just to have a network where you can go to, like you said, find a job, find people find peers to connect with so that's really interesting and um, and Carrie I know that you've got a blog called a woman with drive so for our people and people uh, people listening on Spotify what where does the name come from I'm sure I'm sure people understand but I know there's a bit of a pun in there there, yeah, there is a pun. Thank you for identifying that because some people still don't get it. Um, okay, so after AWE sunsetted as a formal organization, I, I was executive director and then I had, you know, I found myself with a fair bit of time on my hands. Um, clearly, I like to have several, you know, projects going at once. Mm. So I found myself thinking about, you know, what, what's the next step for me outside of, you know, just as Carrie Abernathy. And I've always wanted to start a blog on leadership, my love of golf. So there's mm -hmm. the drive part, right? A woman with drive, golf drive, a woman with drive, leadership, tenacity, that sort of drive. Mm. Um, so, you know, I was able to dedicate some time to it and it evolved from a blog into professional speaking, into coaching, um, those within the events industry and beyond now. So it kind of grew legs. I thought it was going to be a blog where I can just, 
going to put my thoughts on leadership and golf and life and, mm. you know, everything out there. And it turned into people reaching out for uh, me to speak on resiliency and leadership and scaling and business and elevating women. And it was just sort of a organic, Amazing. natural yeah, natural growth. So that's where it's at right now. Um, you know, I'm going to say it here live now. It's my first day back from holiday. It's my first day back from Christmas, my birthday. Oh. I'm writing a book. You're the first Ooh, to hear it. Exciting. exciting. So it's, it's really, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be all of this. This is just what happens, I guess, when you take a chance. Mm. on <laughs> And it sounds like you're a super busy woman, which we love to hear. How do you manage your time? Like, if you're writing a book, you have a membership, a community, you have a blog. How do you manage your time? Because that's a lot to get on with. Yeah. And let's not forget my full-time job. They're amazing. It is a full-time <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. They're so great. I think, you know, it, it's easy because they are supportive. Mm. Um, my full-time company, my boss, my team, they're really, really supportive of this growth. Um, you know, when you love something so much, you prioritize it, mm, right? It's absolutely. not a job to me. None of this is a job to me. This is, this is my life. This is my passion project. This is what I love to do. So it just, you know, it makes sense. I, I started the events from black to white, um, show this year. Um, and it just made sense. It was the right timing and I'm all about progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. It's in a lot I of my blog. That a lot of my sayings. So it's like, if I were to wait until the right time or until everything was fully cooked or baked or whatever it, you know, I would never get anything done. So it's mm -hmm. just sort of making it work, figuring out what works along the way and scaling and adjusting. And it's, it's just worked for me for 16 years, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, amazing. I love hearing about it. And do you think there's enough industry blogs out there? I know you know, this time of year when we're back in a second lock, a third lockdown, actually, I'm not sure about you in the US, but it's ongoing. And I think people want a kind of support network, somewhere to read, to kind of immerse into blogs to learn more, because this is kind of the time for learning. Do you think yeah. there's enough blogs out there for people to read? And, you know, I, I think there's always room for, for more. I think there's room mm. for more podcasts. Um, I've been on several since lockdown went into effect. And I think we're all hungry for content and material mm -hmm. and help and community and, and, you know, a guiding hand and just maybe to commiserate sometimes, right. To be like, Oh yeah. good. I'm not the only one that feels completely lost or confused mm -hmm. or can't figure out resiliency or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I think Absolutely. there's always room. If you're thirsty for knowledge, like you are, like I am, like I'm sure the, the people that are watching are, then there's always room for more. So don't be shy and put your, mm. just, you know, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leaves me in really nicely. What made you get into blogging? Cause I know, you know, people say you need to be creative to start a blog. You need to be creative to get the idea. What made you start from there? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of backwards. Like I had had the idea of starting a blog for years. And then I was like, Oh, I don't really know what to focus on. Mm. I don't, I don't know if my voice, you know, if I have a voice, if it makes sense, I was one of those people, right. That just second guessed everything. This is where mm. the progress, not perfection part comes in. And then, um, uh, my good friend, keynote speaker, Rachel Sheeran reached out and she was like, Oh gosh, you know what? I have this group. I know that you love golf. They're a women's golf organization. They would really love a speaker that does what you do. And I was like, great, I'll do it. And why don't I slap a website on top of mm. it? And why don't I slap a blog on it too? Yeah. Because <laughs> if I'm going to do it, you know, why not do it all the way? So mm. that's just sort of my, the way I live my life. And it, it worked, you know, it 
kind of guided me. And again, it's evolving. It's changing. I write a lot on leadership. I write less on golf than I thought I was going to <laughs> about like life lessons and leadership resiliency through the pandemic and through mm. life and through leadership lessons. So again, the evolution it's happening. It's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know it's such a strange year, a strange time for everyone. How did the pandemic affect you in terms of, you know, did your blog writing get better? Do you think you ended up being a bit more creative? Cause I think a lot of people kind of create, get more creative under stress. How did you find that? I, this is a great question. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, you know, my voice became more authentic. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it was less about uh, professionalism and leadership and more about like really sharing what was in my soul, what was in my heart um, and being completely authentic, not shining it up and making it pretty like a diamond, but Mm -hmm. acknowledging those bad feelings and the bad things that happen and the tough times and, you know, that I don't always have the answer. And I think that really connected with people more than I expected. I think people weren't looking for, you know, they're not looking for perfection. They're not looking for someone to say, I have all the answers and I'm going to make it look really easy because look, mm -hmm. it's not an easy time for any of us. And so I think, you know, what, came out of what was good that came out of this was that I was able to kind of lean into authenticity without worrying about the pressure of having to be so professional. And it really, I don't know, it worked, it really worked out, I think. Mm, absolutely. I love how realistic and, you know, you don't say everything's shimmery and glittery and everything's perfect. You're so honest. And I think that's super needed in a time where everyone is struggling. And um, in terms of virtual events, how did you find kind of attending them? Because I think a lot of people, it's been you know, a lot of people have been putting it off, but right. you know, yeah, live events probably aren't going to happen in reality for a few more months. Like how have you found attending them? Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's for me, I'm a curious person. So it's been mm. really interesting looking at all the platforms. It's sort of like a little bit of investigative work before I chose the mm. platform that I was going to use for my virtual conference that I launched last month. Mm. Um, so it was, it was kind of fun, you know, at first, and then you get a little bit of Zoom fatigue, and I had to scale yeah. back a little bit. Um, it's definitely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. There are so many solutions, so many great providers, and you just really have to figure out what fits for you and your group and what your mission and vision mm -hmm. is for your content and how you want to get it across. And there are so many good ways to do it that I can totally see how it's overwhelming for a lot of people. Um, but I was able to like scale down and figure out which one worked for my group. And I think it's going to be an evolutionary process mm, as absolutely. these groups, right. As these groups learn more about conferences and attendee interaction mm. and the data that comes in, it's really fascinating. The data has been not what I expected. The timeframes that people want to watch the length that they watch content, mm. totally unexpected. Um, so I just realized I was super humbled, like as an event planner that did not lean into technology and did well, not technology, but didn't really lean into virtual for mm. the last 10 years, even though it's been around for the last 10 years and we've yeah. known it's been around, mm. you know, as someone who didn't do it, I was regretting not <laughs> brushing yeah. up on that skill set, yeah. but it allows us the chance to learn so much in mm -hmm. this area. And if we, if we can just embrace it with that curiosity, I think it's going to be a little bit easier for all of us, instead of holding it at arm's length, like we mm -hmm. want to, like, that's our natural reaction as event planners. I yeah, think absolutely. Like, 
say, no, live events, live events. That's our, that's our bread and butter. That's our heart. But there is space for virtual, there's space for hybrid options. Mm -hmm. So I think we just have to like use this moment to be curious and just see what's out there. Absolutely. And you mentioned your virtual conference. How did you find organizing that? Because I think a lot of people are saying there's such a big difference to organizing virtual to live. And the main um, the main thing people are saying, I think that it takes so much longer because you have to learn a platform. You have to go on tech demos. How did you find that? Yeah, it was definitely a really long process compared mm. to what I thought it was going to be <laughs> in the end. Now I have so many other groups reaching out to me and they're like, oh, we have a conference. We want to have a conference in three weeks. Let's do it. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Um, So yeah, you know, I'll say for me, lessons learned is just as long as a regular conference. Mm -hmm. Um, As event planners, we love our control. We like being there in person. We like, you know, that physical touch. You're going to give up a lot of control to your producers to mm-hmm. your AB team, to the platform, uh, you're going to have to rely on them. And that's going to be a, a big change for meeting planners that are used to being kind of the point of contact and head of everything. Because once it starts, you do sit back and you don't have that control over everything, mm-hmm. the food and beverage, the, the speaker being in the green room on time, you have control of none of that. And mm-hmm. that probably is one of the hardest parts for type A personalities and, and event planners. Like yeah, absolutely. And what piece, piece of advice would you recommend to someone if they are looking to organize a virtual event? I'm sure you're full of advice, but um, yeah, what piece of advice do you wish was out there when you were organizing yours? Oh my goodness, there are so many. Um, <laughs> So many things that I could um, say. So I hope everyone reaches out to me. I'm so happy to share all of my spreadsheets that I've made, all of my lessons mm. learned. Um, I now have a sheet of uh, entertainers, virtual entertainers. Amazing. I now have a great, yeah. And now I have a great um, PowerPoint that I share with people all of the time for um, just speaker tech. So my lovely, you know, microphone here, what my mm. camera is. I don't have my lighting turned on right now, but I have professional lighting and green drops. You know, I have a great kit that I put together that anyone can afford. Um, and you as a meeting planner should have that too, you know, as a professional yeah. that's going to be on screen and running all of this from, mm. um, from your desk and from your office. So I have so many lists and so many lessons learned. I would say, you know, pace yourself, um, realize it's not the same, give yourself some grace. The, the hardest and best thing about virtual is that there are going to be issues, mm-hmm. um, yeah. whether it's on your end, whether it's on the vendor end, whether it's on the production end, whether it's on your attendees end, who do- maybe doesn't have the best bandwidth mm. or internet, you know, you can't control all of those possibilities. And, and the good thing is we're so far into this that people realize that. So they're yeah, going to get a little grace when there's a glitch or your keynote doesn't come on at the right time. So, um, you know, give, give yourself that same grace because it's a learning process for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people, when they when virtual events started getting really big last year, people just wanted everything to be perfect. And it just shows like we're all learning at the same time. And like you said, if things, you know, don't go the right way, it's fine. It works itself out. It does. It does. And you'll, you'll always have next time, right? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> and that leads really nicely. So you mentioned, you know, you've got your cameras. How did you find going about creating videos? So you have video content on your blog. Um, do you need all this fancy equipment and fancy microphone to create videos? What advice would you give someone? Because video marketing is so big at the moment on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. 
Yeah. And I really believe in video marketing. I think it's mm. a vital um, personal touch. Um, there's a lot of data and emails and visual, you know, stuff that you can contact, you can read. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's an extra impact for you to be like that human touch point and uh, talking to someone. So I love, I love all of these platforms. So no, you, you don't have to have anything professional. I definitely didn't. When I started speaking, um, I just had my webcam with my built-in microphone Mm -hmm. works totally fine. If I'm able to cut this one off, you you would hear me just as fine. This is just a fancy (laughs) use for podcasting. Um, I started by going to uh, a site called Panopto. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's P-A-N-O-P-T-O. Dot com And it's a free resource. If you want to uh, record yourself, you can practice there. If you want to record yourself side by side with your PowerPoint, it's a great resource for that. I know. Oh, amazing. Yeah. A lot of people struggle with like, should I use a zoom? Should I use a WebEx? I don't have an account. It's not free. Mm. And you really don't need all of that. You just need a free site that does what you need. Yeah, to do. absolutely. Um, you have editing capabilities. They make it really easy. I'm not good. I'm not a tech person. I'm not an IT mm. person. I had a team <laughs> for that, right? So I'm, I'm picking it up and Panopto made it really easy for me. So I, you know, my advice is start, start, um, you know, free mm. and and just start by recording yourself and practicing because it's really different looking into a screen. It without is, an isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. And not having that like reaction back. So it takes some time to pick up your cadence and Mm. and everything else. So I think my advice would just be practice, practice, practice is free. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many free trials out there for, you know, if you do find some other softwares, there's always a week free trial. So give it a go. What's the worst that's going to happen? You don't have to post your outtakes. I'm sure you've done many outtakes when you're doing your videos. So many. I should, that's a good one. I should share that, actually. I think people would have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, like a blooper. <laughs> oh, it's been so lovely speaking to you, Carrie. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you to our listeners live on Facebook or if you're listening on Spotify. Carrie, where can people find you if they'd like to reach out? Perfect. I would love for people to reach out. Um, I am at a woman with drive.com. You can just email me at Carrie at a woman with drive.com and hopefully I will see you there. Amazing. So nice and easy. I know if, if you've got a really complicated email, people are going to get lost. So I like how you've got a nice, simple call to action. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on Carrie and we will see you all next time. Thank you.